Welcome to Through Thick and Skin, a podcast about two sisters in business together on a mission to demystify skincare and aesthetic medicine, your online resource for unfiltered truth in a very filtered world. We're your hosts, Megan Patterson and Aaron Jensen. You might know us from Instagram, where our business, The Treatment Skin Boutique, has garnered followers through the ever-popular Mondays with Megan story series for offering insight on skincare and treatments in an easy-to-understand, candid way. Backed by the expertise of aesthetic PA, expert injector, national National trainer and brand builder Aaron Jensen. We are here to drop knowledge, cutting out the bullshit while making you laugh along the way. Hey everybody, welcome back to Through Thick and Skin, yes. the Treatment Skin Boutique Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Patterson. And Aaron Jensen. And we are here to talk about all things skin, but particularly on this episode, we're gonna get into a very hot topic. Mm-hmm. Probably a sensational topic in the aesthetic industry, and we're gonna talk about filler. Filler, Botox, anything you can pretty much shoot into your face. Oh, okay. Well, this is going to be Erin's time to shine because she is not only been injecting for 10 plus years uh, as a dermatology PA, but she's also a trainer Mm -hmm. for two of the biggest injectable companies in the world. Yes. So Erin teaches other people how to inject. Mm -hmm. So we are speaking with the authority of filler. Yes. The Reina of Restalin. <laughs> For people who don't know Spanish, Reina is the queen. Yes. For the, I'm like, what starts with the J? The Juliet of Juvederm. No, nothing. I don't know. Anyways. We'll think about that. Okay. If you guys think of something good, let us know. Yeah, so anyways, Aaron is the, uh, the, the shit at injecting injectables, yeah. which is filler and Botox. So maybe for people who are new to the podcast, new to aesthetic medicine, have no idea what filler is, could you briefly tell them what filler actually is? Yes. Let's start with Botox since okay. that came first. I feel really lucky because I've been in the game since the beginning. So actually, Botox has been around for 30 years. Crazy. 30 years. Right? 30 years. 30 years. Okay, 30 years. Yes. That's a while. So, uh, like lots of great treatments and medications, it was used for something else, and one of the side effects they found is how we use the indication now. Mm-hmm. So, originally, Botox was actually used for eye muscle problems, so excessive blinking or eye twitching, and what they found is that all these people getting this, these injections, these botulinum toxin injections, actually saw reduced wrinkles in their forehead and in their frown lines wow so like bing uh so they were geez. done they were done twitching and they also had a smoothed out forehead yeah kind of like how oh my gosh viagra latisse exactly viagra so viagra was actually a blood pressure medication and they found that all of the guys were like hey can i get a refill on my blood pressure medicine because they found it increased their um boners essentially <laughs> what's the medical term for boners? Like, i'm so they're they're hard on <laughs> they're... <laughs> It's called an erection, Erin. It's so funny. I use. So sorry. I would use the word boner. I'm like. I would say oh, boner. You, the like PA in Durham, is like uh, to to increase our boners. No, you say I erection. Think of the term I erection. say boner. Yes. You say erection. Okay, I'm sorry. I will play my part. Okay, I'll keep it more <laughs> professional. No, do you? That's the thing about this podcast yes. is that we can say the word boner. We keep it real. Yeah. Yes. And you guys all know what a boner is, so don't play like you don't. Okay. <laughs> Some of you will be like, "What's an erection?" So anyways, oh, so Viagra was a side effect from, it was a blood uh, pressure. Yes. And so Latisse? Both, yes, Latisse was a um, medication for increased eye pressure. And Which was found, a drop. Drop. 
and they found that all these uh, usually elderly men were dropping into one eye and one side, their eyelashes were growing longer and stronger. Thicker filler. I yes. use Latisse all the time. It's amazing. They are. It it's really it's a magical good. serum. Yeah, me too. So Botox okay, was Botox. a side effect yes. product. Yes. So, what wow. they, so that's how it got the original FDA indication to treat forehead and frown lines. Okay. Um, so how it works is that it temporarily prevents a muscle from moving from com- preventing communication between the nerve and the muscle. Mm-hmm. So what you do is that in your brain, you're thinking, okay, right now I want to make a really strong frown. I want to raise up my eyebrows. And your muscle does not hear that communication. So surprisingly enough, Botox actually does not do anything to the skin because how it works is that when it prevents that muscle from moving, in turn, the skin doesn't move as much. And that's how the wrinkles are diminished. Mm-hmm. So it is an amazing, amazing medication. Yeah. Um, people just freaking love it because it works really well. It's cost effective, has very low risk and side effects. Since Botox originally came out, we have a lot more neurotoxins in the game. We have Dysport, we have ZMN, we have the brand new new tox on the market, Juvo. They're all really good medications. I mean, it's kind of like Coke and Pepsi. You try them over time, find which one works best for you. And that's usually the one you stick with. But um, we carry most of them in our office because they all work really good. Yeah. So for some people who are like, what the fuck did she just say? Because I was pretending to be like an outsider. Like if I was just pretending to be like... Uh, like a dude, you know, that mm-hmm. was just like, okay, I'm going to pop into this podcast. They'd probably be like, what is a Botox? What is a neurotoxin? Yes. You know, and, and this is like where my perspective kicks in. Like, I didn't know all this before I worked here, mm-hmm. but now I do. And I, that's how I explain it to people perfectly. There's all these different things on the market, just like there is a Chevy truck, a Ford truck, a Nissan truck, a Cadillac truck. They're all trucks, but yes. for some reason you like one over the other. Mm-hmm. So that's why there are these wrinkle relaxers that we carry a few different types for yeah. people who want to use it. Um, and in your industry, wrinkle relaxers are completely celebrated. They're reverend. Everyone is just fucking loves them. They live for it. Yes. But as an outsider, somebody who's not in a medical derm practicing world, like me amongst my friends, me amongst my guy friends, like I overheard at dinner, one guy was describing a woman. He's like, oh, she looked awful. She had so much Botox in her lips. And I wanted to be like, excuse me. First <laughs> yeah. of all, you're probably referring to filler. <laughs> Secondly, blah, 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 blah. Like she's giving injectables a bad name. Yes. But like a lot of people interchange Botox with filler because they just asso- associate it with a bad look, with a yes. fake look, with a plastic look. Yeah. And so part of the reason why we created this podcast was to debunk all the shit talking yes. about injectables. But it's, it is valid shit talking because it, the industry did not start out off in a good way. We just didn't know. We were ignorant and mm-hmm. we've learned so much over time. Yeah. So let's kind of talk about that. So Botox started to be more regularly used for aesthetic injections about 15 years ago when yeah. it got bigger on the market. It actually was FDA approved in 2002. Um, and then over time, what we um, also developed were fillers. So the typical fillers we talk about are hyaluronic acid-based fillers. Those are things like the Juvederm products and the Restylane products. And there's some other products on the market too. Um, What hyaluronic acid is, it's a substance found naturally in your body. It's found in your eyes and your bones. So it integrates very well into our tissue. Um, Before hyaluronic acid fillers, we were using things like silicone and collagen. Those are some permanent fillers that just made people look like cat lady and very scary and way overdone. So we've come a long, long way since those kind of old school fillers. Yeah, silicone, I think of people injecting like cock, like like what you'd cock a bathroom tile. Yeah, like silicone, yeah, in their butts and like Miami. But people still do that. I know, it's awful. It's it's tragic. People people die from Mm -hmm. that shit. They look so disfigured, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, so... 
PSA, always research who's injecting you, okay? Yes. If it's in a basement or some back alley, yes. run! If it, I see these specials for fillers where it's below the cost price we have to buy it from the company from. How like, the fuck what is you, that possible? Exactly. Because well, it fell off the back of a truck. Yeah, or they import it from foreign countries where it's not as regulated. No. They water it down. God knows who's injecting it. It's not worth um, it. So yeah, save money on your shoes. Get your shoes on sale, not your face on sale. Ooh. Quote her on that. <laughs> so how so fillers? So, okay, so filler versus fillers Botox. So people are, are going to ask that. Yes. If you want to know. Botox relaxes muscles, mm -hmm. and typically we'll use it in the upper third of the face: frown line, forehead lines, and crow's feet. Okay. Filler usually goes in the bottom two thirds of the face: under eyes, cheeks, folds, noses, lips, chins, jaw lines. We do kind of mix and match them sometimes. Sometimes filler goes in the top, Botox goes in the bottom, but in general, that's where we typically put them. Filler replaces a volume that you've lost over time or volume that you've never had before. So as we age, our cheeks get flatter, everything starts to fall south. Megan, you can kind of speak on your cheek filler experience at one time in this podcast in the it's future. It's the shit. It's a game-changing <laughs> treatment. You know, most people know about filler usage in the lips. Like yes. there's a, a celebrity family that has made this very popular, also I think has attributed to the shit talking regarding filler in the lips. Mm -hmm. um, but the one thing that is super slept on is filler in the cheek. It made me look like I lost like 15 pounds mm -hmm, instantly. Mm -hmm. It lifted everything up. It gave me that contour that I tried so hard to beat with the right bronzer uh, and the right angle, the right lighting. But no, naturally with a bare face, I was able to achieve that with yeah, cheek filler. So yeah. well, thank you, you for that. You're very welcome. Mm -hmm. Well, we learned that over time. We didn't realize that in the beginning. So yeah. when filler first came out, we thought wrinkles were the enemy of aging. We thought if we just made all the wrinkles go away, people would look better and would look younger. What happened? People started looking fucking weird. Uh, you might, <laughs> like a face melt? Yes. So you might see an 80-year-old woman walk around with no wrinkles. She doesn't look good, right? Like it looks just weird. There's something weird about it. Mm -hmm. So what we discovered is that when we started looking at faces and figuring out how people really age, it's not wrinkles that make you look older or tired or worse. It's actually volume loss. Gravity. Gravity. Look, everything yeah. kind of pulling south. So how can we really lift everything back up? Yeah. I mean, so really the cornerstone of filler nowadays is replacing that volume in the cheeks, in the mid face, under the eyes, helping lift the nasolabial fold. <laughs> um, so yes, replacing volume that you've lost over time. Um, so what we try to do is that we try to keep certain wrinkles intact and that actually makes you look good. Mm -hmm. You know, I look at my children, I have a four, seven and nine year old and they actually have tear troughs. They have an indentation under their eyes. Mm -hmm. So it is very natural. Making that completely go away doesn't make you look better. It can make you look puffy or like, the, oh my gosh, no, it's uh, funny where people, and I've seen it, uh, you know, because you whatever on discovery ig page or aram follows a certain person like so i'm scrolling through on instagram other accounts that you follow and i gotta say i'm not gonna name names but some of these girls have pillow faces mm -hmm. there's no dimension to their face people think that looks good people come in and they're like look at i have a shadow in my under eye yeah and they're like please put filler there that was me actually i was mm -hmm. like look at my under eyes aaron i need you to put filler there and you're like actually no i'm gonna put cheek filler in and that changed the game i've never had under eye filler before i don't have that deep depression mm -hmm. and it takes a sane and experienced injector to know that yeah. because if you just go to somebody who's like sure this this lady says i want filler here and somebody does it Oh, that what a fucking time. nightmare. And then they have a one, they have a flat face mm -hmm. and they look like a cat mm -hmm. or a pillow. Imagine two buttons in a pillow cushion, like yeah. a pin cushion. It looks so gross. Like you're supposed to have 
dimension, depth, shade. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's and a lot of people don't realize that they want to look like they have a filter yes. on their face, completely flat. Even when you're filtered, it doesn't make a filtered. Uh, Some people be using Facetune that makes them look like they a pancake face. Yes, just flat. Yes, but what what a filter does. It makes the eyes widen, which we can do with Botox. It makes the skin clearer, which we can do with chemical peels and good skincare. So there are some things we can do to get towards that goal, but mm-hmm. to a certain point. And I think going back to your friend, not knowing that Botox doesn't always go in the lips, um, there. let's talk about why the industry got so fucked up and why people look so weird. Mm-hmm. Okay? So Spill it. There are a lot of factors that go into this. So first, it was our ignorance, thinking, okay, we need to fill all the wrinkles, and that's how the industry started. Now, most good injectors have learned over time how to artistically improve the face, but not everyone has an artistic eye. If you were in medicine, you were most likely left brain, your science, math, Mm -hmm. you aren't creative and artistic. And you have to take a step back and really look and examine the face and have that experience of a true full facial evaluation to see, okay, what is really making this look, this person look tired? Mm-hmm. And I always listen to all my patients' concerns in depth and they might tell, I ask them, I help, have them help me guide them. Where, where are they being bothered in their pictures or in the mirror? And if I don't think that makes them look bad, I'm going to tell them that. And I'm going to gently maybe show them in another area that, you know what, your crow's feet actually don't make you look tired. It's your flat cheek that makes you look tired. Mm-hmm. So let's take your money you were going to use for Botox injections around the eye, put it into cheek filler, and that is overall going to make you look better even though you're still going to have wrinkles. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Another thing that is making this industry so messed up is it's it's a business. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. people, I mean, you have to make money. You have to, you know, have, have your life and Pay support your, your family. Exactly. But some people look at it if someone comes in and asks for fuller lips when their lips are already at max capacity, ooh, I can make another 800 bucks right now. So how many people do you turn down when they want more lips? Oh, I turn down a lot, but I think we're very fortunate in our business that people come to us looking for a natural aesthetic because yeah. that's that's what we are known for. So I don't get it as much, but I do cut people off of a fair amount. Just letting You've cut me off. I have cut you off. <laughs> I was like, I uh, want the other half of that syringe, daddy. Like Veruca Salt. <laughs> yes. I was like, I want it now. And you're like, no, no, that's fine. And I'm glad. You know, you have to yes. have... Um, the expert mm-hmm. kind of lead the way yeah. because that's why you're paying to go to them so they can offer their expert experience. You weren't the one who has been training for 12 years. Mm-hmm. You're not the one who is a trainer. You're mm-hmm. not the one who gets the different types of fillers. So just trust the expert. Yeah. And you want to find someone you make a relationship with. Like you trust mm-hmm. that person. For me, I'm not looking to fill someone's face with five syringes and never see them again. That's so funny you bring that up because remember we had a client who went up the street to a, a different place and came in and she said, I just went and had a consultation and they said I would need four syringes. And the girl was like 24. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. <laughs> she was like so four, young. She was, yes. And I was like... I mean, I think, and she came out and she's like, wow, this is so refreshing. Like after speaking with Aaron, I realized I didn't need as much as I thought. And I was like, Mm -hmm. who in their right mind would like out the gate start with that much? I mean, I understand if you were an older woman or if you experience like a lot of weight loss and you have a lot of deflation that you have to pump up, but like who the fuck needs four syringes at that age? Well, here's the thing. If you go into a place and they have a consultant who is not a medical person, consult you and give you your treatment plan and show you the care credit brochure right off the bat honey where okay you can pay look here five thousand dollar treatment plan you can pay then a monthly installments for 9.99 no that's predatory we don't offer care credit by the way yeah i mean ass cash or grass (laughs) nobody rats for free (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. We take all major credit cards. Yes, we do. But yeah, no, you're right. I, th- I mean, yeah. and don't get me wrong. Some people would need four syringes yes. to build out a chin. Yes. People have very recessed chins. But I think she came in for under eye. It was, it and was that, cheek filler. Uh, alert, yes. alert, alert. Like, you do not need more than one syringe in the lips. Like, it's just, it just seems so, and, uh, okay, it's so funny. I'm talking about, like, don't listen to a non-medical professional, but I'm over here telling what you should or shouldn't <laughs> yeah. do. But moral of the story is, like, you are allowed to check or ask and say, you know, I'm wondering why you would suggest four syringes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like my gut thing, or you might be like, okay, that sounds good or, or whatever. Like just ask questions. Don't be afraid yeah. to ask your injector questions and ask, why would you use that filler? Yes. Why would you use that many fillers? Mm-hmm. Could we possibly break this up into multiple sessions? But also the average person would not know that. Yes. I know that. Yes. You know, so that's why we're doing this podcast is to help people out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good. I can show example before and after pictures of this is what one syringe looks like in a 20 year old. This is what one syringe looks like in a 50 year old. Yeah. Um, and just really taking time to explain everything. And there's no rush to all of this. You know, if you want to, you know, break it up in multiple sessions, that's totally fine because aging takes years. So why do you have to completely fix everything overnight, especially with injectables? Mm -hmm. But also we are very real about filler and Botox can only do so much. Yes. If you need a surgery, if you need a facelift, you need a eye surgery called a blepharoplasty where they take out the excess skin and fat pads on your upper and lower eyelid. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that. Yeah. I'm not just going to try to sell you filler when it's only going to make you look worse because you're looking for a treatment. Well, because you know what happens and then the customer care director gets this angry old lady coming in being like, Aaron promised me a liquid facelift with two syringes. And I'm here because I want my money back because I did not receive the facelift. I, and it's like, okay, Aaron sold you some bullshit. Aaron yeah. would never do that, by the way. She's very realistic. <laughs> We refer a lot of people out to trusted authorities. Mm -hmm. Erin has a select group of people she refers to specifically for bluff, which is the the surgery under the eye Um, for people who need nose jobs, you know, things or not need who would like them or other, you know, like a full blown facelift. Because like you said, but then there are also some people that you have seen who you suggest to get a facelift and they say, I don't want to go under the knife. Mm-hmm. I'm petrified. I will never do a facelift. So do what you can yes. with what you got. And then you're like, all right. Well, yeah. And then we just talk about realistic expectations. Yeah. Um, filler, it, can, it can't really lift the skin. I mean, it can maybe lift about a centimeter or so. So if you have like something that's sagging and you show me this, like, I want to look like this and you're pulling up everything from your jawline to your ear. I'm like, look, that's not, that's not injectables. It's, mm-hmm. it's really a surgery. Yeah. And that's what we really pride ourselves on is that all the services we offer are tried and true. They're worth their value and mm-hmm. they're not uh, like smoke and mirrors. Yeah, you know, totally. you're going to get what you pay for. Um, so yeah, that's another one of the problem is why people look so overdone because it is a business and people try to sell too much filler mm-hmm. or they are just really untrained. Mm. I mean, it's the wild west of injecting. Yeah. Nowadays. So have you, have you done any trainings where you're like, Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> you're probably not allowed to talk on it, huh? Am I oh, starting yeah. up some, I mean, some I scandal? Can. So I am a filler. I'm employed by Allergan and Galderma. They are the makers of Botox and Dysport, so like, and Ju- Juvederm. So yeah, the two, so the two major injectable companies that ma- the, the most popular Aaron trains for both of them. So yes. she represents them and shows people how to inject across Southern California. Yes. So the company will hire me. I will go to an office or we have injectors come to our office and I will show them how to use the products, Yeah. Um, how to use Botox, how to use filler. Uh, and 
like in any industry or any trade, some people have it and some people don't. Mm -hmm. And that's not my place to tell them I'm employed to do my job and you need to train people the best I can. Um, But for me, I perfected my craft working side by side for 10 years. Yeah. And over and over and over, over and over yes. and over and over. Yes. 10 years in the game. Well, I feel very fortunate because when I first started, you, what you did, you injected the globella, which is the frown lines in between the, the eyebrows. The 11s, they call them. You do that for a year and then you move on. So I grew as the industry grew. Yeah. And people don't have that luxury as much nowadays because you are a new injector and everyone wants their, their lips, their chin, their temples, like mm. stuff that's harder to do. Yeah. So you really have to take it slow and steady. Make sure you get lots of courses. Um, so, you know, everyone has to start at some point. Yeah. But you just have to make sure that you are going to someone who is experienced. And, you know, they, if they're newer, maybe you're not going to them for um, temple or nose injections. You're going to them for just Botox. And Ooh. letting them, you know, grow over time, too. Some people just don't have the art of it. It's, it's hard to say. But yeah. maybe looking at their before and after pictures and, you know, evaluating what's their aesthetic eye. And everyone has a different... Um, idea of what looks good. So if you want yeah. maybe that really bigger, fuller lip, I'm not the one for you, but there are people out there in the industry that are, so we can all find who yeah, works best for us. Search hashtag lippies and you'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get your lips on girl. Uh, we're known for work that is not noticeable. No. So understand. the motto is you only notice the bad you work. You only notice the bad work, never the good, which yeah. leads me to the next segue men and injectables. Oh yeah. Hater ass boyfriends. No, I'm not talking oh. about men getting injectables oh, yes. because we love the men that embrace that and understand it could be helpful for mm-hmm. them. But the, the partners, so the boyfriends, the husbands who, um, I mean, I can't tell you how many times people have come in and said, could you put this on three cards for me? Mm-hmm. Could you do calf cash? Could you actually use this visa gift card? And then I'm going to go run across and, 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 change my coin star jar to pay for this Botox because I can't let my husband know. And I'm like, first of all, when I get a husband, he's going to be paying for my Botox. He's going to be getting it with me. I'm going to be like, Hey bae, I'm going to get your Botox this time. You get my Botox that time, whatever. I can't tell you how many men like women who are like, I can't tell my husband mm-hmm. I'm getting Botox or filler. Mm-hmm. And um, I probably should not be talking on the relationship of people because I am single as fuck, but do what you, they have, what the men see, they see stuff on TV. They see their, their boss's wife who looks fucked up and they're like, I don't want my beautiful, natural girl next door wife looking like that. But she looks beautiful and natural next door because she's been doing Botox for 10 years. Exactly. Before she was dating your ass. Exactly. Yeah. I I mean, that's, it's just a stigma out there with anything, you know, in the fifties, everyone lied about getting their hair dyed and now Mm -hmm. it's just, it's normalized. And that's what we're trying to do nowadays is that you can look really good. And it's yeah. funny, I think husbands really realize it when say people they went to high school with start looking a lot older than their significant other. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, babe, you look really good. It's like, yeah, cause I do shit to my face. She's like, cause I eat organic. <laughs> She's like, it's cause I stay hydrated, babe. It was yeah. like, no girl, we see you every three to four months for your mm-hmm. Botox. You do your chemical peels. You do filler in the yeah. cheeks for volume loss. Like yeah. there's all these things. So what would you say to a husband? Like, let's role play for a second. Let's pretend I'm a hater ass husband. Mm-hmm. And I say, I will never, I will never let my wife get Botox because that's for fake women. And filler is duck lip. F- fuck duck lips. Like, I'm <laughs> never, my wife, if she's, if she's married to me, she's never going to get that shit. Okay. She looks beautiful the way she is. Oh gosh. Okay. This is so deep. <laughs> 
what I've had patients have success with is actually showing them our before and after pictures on our Instagram page. They that would be show. tactic number one. Definitely. Be like when you're lying in bed with yeah. your husband, be like, oh my God, doesn't she look great? Yes. While he's playing words with friends <laughs> or watching, what's his name? Um, watching some pop, MMA shit or whatever, yes, right? Yes. So you're like showing it and, and he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. That mm-hmm. looks great. And you're like, no, babe, like, look at, she doesn't look as tired or like, look at, she has a dirty face like I did right after I had those three kids. Yeah. Birthing your three children. Mm-hmm. So let me get some fucking Botox. Yes. Yeah. Or you just get, you do it for two or three sessions and then you tell them like, when they start hating on it, you're like, well, I've actually gotten it for the past year. And you don't oh, think I look fake, do you? Burn. That's like ballsy. But that might balls. be div- like some dude might get, div- you know, they might get divorced and they're going to yeah. run back well, to us. Well, there is a, t- I mean, everyone has their own way they deal with their finances. But I think a lot of people hide it because they, you know, people think they're spending too much money or, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, but that's why you take out an extra 20 every time you get your groceries and you just put it oh, in your little cash stash. Scandalous. Or you get a side hustle. Yeah, exactly. Or you s- strip at Tropical Lay. <laughs> <laughs> What would be your stripper name? Uh, peaches <laughs> and cream. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, I'm yeah, yeah. My stripper days are long gone. So, I wish. Yeah, I think it's just showing them time and time again. Like these people actually get injectables done. Um, I actually love when husbands come in with their wife and they're mm-hmm. kind of hating on everything, and then they they're so me, uncomfortable. They're like they squirming so, out of their skin. Well, I like to like mess with them a little bit. Like, okay, what do you want to have done today? And they're like, oh, uh, I, I'm not here for like, me. That's what men do. Men yeah. fucking scratch their junk and they don't get <laughs> Botox and they fucking use Irish Spring on their face, hair, body, butt. That's. But the, when you start getting like you know, uh, late thirties, early forties, the yeah. aging starts to kick in. And when you see people like my husband get, has gotten Botox for the past 10 years, he has no wrinkles, but he still looks good. He looks masculine. Normal, masculine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's, it might take a few more years to completely like, uh, demystify mm-hmm. it because I, I understand some people, it's a very t- touchy subject for a man to think of getting a, tr- I mean, up until like 20 years ago, like 15 years ago, guys didn't get pedicures or manicures. Yeah. They were like, oh, that's girly. Where now you see half of the pedicure chairs filled with men yeah. because they realize it feels good. They feel confident wearing mm-hmm. their flip-flops or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like maybe there will come a day and perhaps we'll be part of this revolution where like if it, and once again, it's not like every single human must do these injectables. No, it's only if it bothers you. Yes. If it distracts you, if you notice it in pictures, just like if you notice in pictures, your foop is hanging out and you don't like that. Well, wear Spanx, you know, or like work out, stop eating shit, you know? So I just wear Spanx or I hide behind a counter. (laughs) (laughs) When I take pictures, it's all strategic, (laughs) you know what I mean? You don't see what's hanging out down here. But if I notice in pictures, like a deep indentation in my cheek, which is what I did, I was like, why do I look tired? Mm -hmm. And that was gravity falling and you Mm -hmm. lifted that up. Mm -hmm. So I also think when guys come into our office, they can see everyone who works at our office looks good. And they're all hot. They they're all cute. They're, they're cute. all great. But we all have injectables in our face. Yeah, I know. When people, t- yeah, when people say that, I love that burn when they're it like, is. oh, some dude's like, oh, she, she was like so filled with filler and Botox. She looks so fake. And I'm like, well, do I look fake? Yep. Yep. And they're like, no. And I'm like, exactly. I have like eight syringes Pounds. in my face right now. <laughs> but I'm a bigger girl, so I need a little more filler. Like thinner girls, we should probably talk about that. More like people with less fat in their face. It is true. Okay, so I think this is a good place to talk about it a little bit because it's a more sensitive subject. Mm -hmm. If you have a fuller face, you do need more filler to lift it up. Are you calling me fat? (laughs) Don't even. (laughs) It's my alarm clock. Um, (laughs) You know what? 
I'm not going to take that to offense, but it is the truth. That's the other thing. We'll keep it real. A yes. fat girl might not want to hear that. You know, like you have a little more weight in your well, face. I don't want to say like fat girl. Some people just have like a fuller face. Yes. Like a rounder face. Yeah. When you have more gels in a rounder face, it does take me more filler to lift your cheeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but same thing with lips. The less, the smaller a lip is, the less filler I need to fill it up. So some people come in and be like, well, I already have full lips. I don't need that much more. It's more the analogy, if you have a big balloon versus a small balloon, you need more air to fill up that balloon. So I mm-hmm. actually need more filler to enhance a fuller lip. But yeah. I'm going to tell you that. We'll just kind of break it down, keep it real, give you realistic expectations. Yeah. yeah. So what, what, how would you approach a client who comes in and is like, tell me what I need? I will say what bothers you. Uh, you know, and a lot of people are resistant to that. So there, I have little tricks and tactics to pry it out of someone. I'll give them a mirror mm-hmm. and have them say, when you look in the mirror, what's something that bothers you? Or when you take a picture, is there something where your eye is drawn to? And if someone just, it, it keeps pulling back a little bit and just says, I feel like I look tired, then I will, you know, do a full evaluation of the face. I'm always evaluating them. The second I walk in the door, I'm looking at how they speak, how they smile, how they squint. What are the mannerisms they do to make their facial expressions? Mm-hmm. So I make sure that I only enhance those features and don't inhibit something that you know they're used very regularly. Hmm. Yeah. So what has been the most bizarre filler client or Botox client you've ever had? Ooh, um, at my old office, they did a special on elbow filler. And what the fuck? <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh, what I've learned in my past experience at my old office, there's a lot of stuff that you do for TV that isn't necessarily real. It's not something we like really do or really see yeah. all the time. So um, there was this video about how you could do put filler in the elbow, like the back of the elbow creases. Like if you put your arm straight and you see little wrinkles right there, we would put filler there and do a laser over the wrinkles to help smooth the wrinkles out. Who gives a fuck about your elbow? Hold, hold on. Hold Let's hold do an elbow check real quick. Okay. <laughs> How's are they ashy? Looking? Mine actually are not ashy. You gotta look right here. I think you need at least a syringe <laughs> of Aluma in your elbow. Those are very wrinkly elbows. Let me see your elbow. Why am I no, you gotta stretch it out like this. Oh. It's this. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so, whatever. Okay, so, I could only imagine though, like a puffy little elbow. Well, Gross. here's the thing. Okay, so we did that. Or they, the office did that. And it would take like five syringes of filler, a $1,000 laser treatment. Like elbow rejuvenation was like $6,000. It was That's like- That's for boring, pe- for bored people. Well, like, But what happened was, is that people came. Like if you build that they will come, people came to get elbow rejuvenation. But what it was is that it was almost more, we had to talk about like, it, your issue is not your elbows. There's other things going on in your life where you think that- Cuckoo. Yeah, well it's not, it's not just cuckoo, but it's just, there, there are some people that have just, you know, some problems or some things are going on in their lives or they're having lower self-esteem and thinking that they can pay money for that. But you know what the sad thing is, is that in this industry, there are people out there that would have taken those people's money. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Total and that predators. just like makes me nauseous, which is just so awful. Yeah. Um, so we offered it, you know, I could have made a lot of money on rejuvenating elbows, but I said, no, like that's, yeah. you shouldn't max out your credit cards to fill like a void in your heart when it's not your elbow wrinkles that are making you upset. Yeah. So what would you say, but what if somebody came in and was like, okay, for instance, there's this person on Instagram and she wants to have the world record for the biggest camel toe. We touched upon camel toes in episode one, but she, I mean, she looks cartoonish. Like her body is, I mean, huge implants, very snatched waist. I think she even has one of those like corset surgeries where it's like an internal. Oh yeah. yeah. And she's wearing yoga pants and it's, a camel toe. It's the biggest camel toe I've ever seen. It looks like Did she Homer not- Simpson's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> on the side. And 
And I mean, her, I mean, those lips are big. The, her lips on her face are big. Like everything is exaggerated. And it definitely is, I think, a cry for attention. Yes. So what if this woman came into you? Like, let's just, okay, not even her. Let's mm -hmm. say if a woman came in and said, I want to have lip filler, but not these lips, <laughs> those lips. Are we going to talk about labias every episode? <laughs> just to get them out of the way. <laughs> and then we'll get on to other important oh, things. Yeah. But Well, okay, here's the thing. I... I'm not judging that because I don't know what the issue is until I do a thorough examination. And see, that's why you're the injector, not me, because I'm like judging out the gate. I'm like, weirdo, you know, yeah. where really they might have gone through something traumatizing. Well, exactly. Or, or they might have ha had childbirth, vaginal childbirth and have excess tissue down there that's lost volume and the sagging is getting in the way during sex. So yeah. there's things that have to be t spoken through. Yeah. But it also could be someone just has... Is nor has normal anatomy and just wants extra enhancement, which might be overboard. So there's extremes on all levels. There's some people that actually need medically necessary procedures or surgeries, and there's other things where it's just you know it's just beyond what someone should do or what I'm going to take part in. Like to each their own. If there's providers out there that are going to do those things, you know, whatever. You know, that's your your decision to make those ethical choices but it just wouldn't be me. But again, we're gonna talk through things. So if you had a client and you just noticed throughout the consultation, like they got like, like a little more intense, like, or just you felt like you're talking to like a shell of a person, like they just switched. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Like, so do you refer them out to a shrink? Do you say like, I might not like, how do you let a client know like, I'm not gonna be able to inject eight syringes into your labia down yeah. there because you wanna have the- It's a difficult conversation to have. I mean. Uh, usually if I develop a rapport with people over time, then I can kind of gently ease to a psychiatric consultation. Yeah. But some people just come in hot. You know, some people just don't want to hear that they're not going to be helped and you can only help them so much. But if I take time, I can usually dig down a little bit deeper, like what's going on? When did you start doing these injections? You know, tell me about your history, mm. you know, and, and people will be more open about things. If someone is that far into it, like the girl wanting the biggest camel toe, I mean, there's a lot more than I can do in a 30 minute consultation. <laughs> so, okay, girls injecting down there. What about guys injecting down there? Oh, you can do penis filler. Have you ever done that? No, I have not done penis has anybody, filler. Like, has anybody <laughs> like consulted, but they're like, oh, I balked at the price. They're like, I can't afford all that. No, you know, I think there are people out there that are more specialized in those type of fillers. And I would refer out. I do know some people in the game to do that. So, and actually, it, the, it's not filler for length, it's for girth. Ugh, so girth. girth. The way you said girth. Girth. So it doesn't, so I, it's not like the pill you find at the gas station that will extend your penis. It's not that. No. It's but all to I'm make thinking is like, what Coke if, can. No, what if the biggest camel toe and the <laughs> and a filler penis? Like, could that work? Well, I'll reach out to my friends at Pornhub and we'll arrange that. But first we need to find a guy who's willing to have the, the, the most girthiest penis come in for. You know, I'm going to pass on that opportunity. Yeah. I'll send it to someone else. I mean, what, so would, since you've never done this, you might not be able to answer this, but like, there's different type of filler. Which filler would you inject in a dick? Which one would break down quickest? <laughs> yes. Does it break down quicker because they're rubbing? Because guys are rubbing it more. Oh my god! <laughs> I hope our parents don't listen to this. Oh, I'm sure they will. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, mom. Uh, 
<laughs> well, there are there are tons of different fillers on the market, and that's the thing too. You, we will determine what filler is best. We use all different types of fillers. So whatever filler your best friend got, I'm not necessarily going to use it on you. Yeah. So don't come in hot saying I want Juvederm in my lips because my friend had this. I want Restylane. Oh, in my I hate under. that shit. So I hate that shit so much. I saw this Instagram. Your Instagram aside. Yes. And let me do my job. Doctor Instagram. I think it's worse than Dr. Google. Dr. Google. Yeah, Yeah, it is. But all the fillers are good in the right person. So I guess it would depend on, you know, the penis skin and size. That would be a lot of filler. It would be a lot of filler. That would be a lot of filler. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can get someone on who has a lot more experience in it. That's who we're going to, I'm going to try to find that for another guy. Reach out to your little network. Yes. Your your (laughs) penis filler network. Get on the bat phone or whatever and be like. Does anybody have experience? Maybe we can find a guest of who's, who's had it. Okay. I'll try to if reach out to Camel, know, Queen Camel See if she could come on. <laughs> if you know anyone who's had penis filler, let us know. Yeah. In, our, in the comments on our Instagram post. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be great. So, yeah. So, people. So, what causes a duck lip then? That's like what most people associate lip filler mm-hmm. with. What's a duck lip? Just overfilling the lip. You can only fill the lip so much. Taking an extra small lip to a small medium lip can be done very beautifully. Taking an extra small lip to an extra large lip looks weird. You only have so much pink skin, the pink part of your lip. Mm. So you can only stretch it so much. It's also using the wrong type of fillers. A lot of people use really thick fillers to try to get more volume and it just looks like... That's amateur shit, for real. Like, if you think... That's interesting. So you you actually did a technique on me not too long ago uh, where every time I'm like, I want a full syringe, but she only does half. Mm -hmm. And it's all about the the artistic placement of it. You could do a lot more with half the volume than an inexperienced person could do with yeah. one big one. And your lips, like one are, your lips are hard to inject. I told you. Mine? Right? Yes. Well, you're, well, who else has injected them? Has anybody else? Has Annie? I don't know. We have a few it's, different PAs and kind of like the rite of passage is that they do something on me and yes. I usually squirm and I cry and I, I act like the worst patient ever. <laughs> like I come in smelling like food. I'll have somebody blow a cigarette on me. I'll come in and be like... I want this, that, or the other because my friend had it. And do you accept care credit? And I'm and running I, late and I need to leave in five minutes. And my kids are in the car with the car running. So this better be quick. Like <laughs> nightmare patient. But yeah, I kind of do. And that's the thing. Not all lips are cre- created equal. No, no. So you can't, you know, please don't bring me a picture of an Instagram model with full face of makeup on and overline lip and tell me you want these lips. Mm, ain't gonna happen. Mm, I mean, we're, I'm going to make your lips better for you. Yeah. You Have you ever seen those? People that try to look like celebrities, so they have like a million surgeries and spend a million. Yeah, they want to look like like Ken Doll, a K-pop star. Do they ever look like them? No, it looks weird. Yeah, they look. So you need to enhance your own features. That's how you're going to get the best results. And having a trusted professional to guide you is the most important thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So for people out there who have never tried Botox or filler, get a consultation. Yeah. Come in. You don't even have to do any treatment that day. Just have a conversation, an evaluation, get an idea on pricing, downtime, things like that. Yeah. Um, just to give you a ballpark, it really depends on what part of the nation you live in. Uh, Botox treatments typically run anywhere from $250 to $500, dollars depending on how many areas mm-hmm. you're doing. Filler starts anywhere from like five dollars to $600. A syringe goes up from there, $800, $1,000. Um, so, you know, if you're looking to spend $150 on injectables, you're not going to get... Get the step in. Yeah. Keep yeah. it moving. Oh, yeah. But you'll also let them know, like, that's a drop in the bucket. You know, like, we've mm-hmm. had clients who, like, worked at Chipotle mm-hmm. and saved their tips mm-hmm. 
for filler. Well, think like about it this. is possible. Yeah. And they were you were very realistic with them, like, Bay, like this is not gonna get you the results you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So just save and stack until you can yeah. Cause it's gonna cost I equate it to like a designer purse. You mm-hmm. know, like you can go buy like your Fendi purse, but you could also spend the same amount of money on your face and you're gonna look damn good every and day. And people see you look at it, other people look at yes. it. Yes. Like good for skin. Sure. I, but I want well, it all. I want a Fendi bag, I want a new face. Well, you I better want get a sugar camel daddy. toe. I'm working on the sugar daddy. The problem is, is that they're, they want like really young girls. I'm kind of aged. I'm 34 years old. I'll make you look good. I know. I look look good. I look good. Like these, like I was at a bar a few weeks ago and this kid, I kid you not, he was 23 years old. He was like, how old are you? I was like, guess. He's like, I don't know, like 26. And I was like, still got it. But yes, you definitely keep me looking my age. Like I don't look younger and I have a lot of wisdom and I have like a grace about me that makes me come off older. And I think sugar daddies kind of want like submissive. Uh, I don't know. No, we're not that. You're not that. No, I can't be tamed. No, you make your own money. But if you want, I know, but I would like my student loans to be paid off. <laughs> so if I can find a sugar daddy who's into like that type of philanthropy and he could take me out to eat, I'll make him laugh and then it ends there. And then I could get him in for Botox and filler. Okay. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. So if you see me walking into the treatment with an old dude. Yeah. Or if you guys have any uncles or anything. People have tried <laughs> to hook know. me up through the treatment, but they just, I mean, I don't have a type. We have so many patients that love to try to hook you up. So many moms with their yes. sons. <laughs> but where are they at though? They're not taking me out to eat. <laughs> we'll have to find them. I know. So yeah, you guys can keep throwing me those options. I'm, I'm always interested. I have an open heart, open mind. Uh, but uh, yeah, until then, my sugar daddy, I'm on the quest. Yeah. My saccharin sp- uh, sponsor. It's such a sugar my, daddy. Yeah, exactly. My penny pinching poppy. Where is he? I, I mean, I don't want much. I don't want a Fendi bag. I got my own injectables. Yeah. So he doesn't have to pay for my injectables. Yeah. I got that covered. Yeah. Uh, just uh, Sally Mae. Uh, FAFSA when they come knocking. That's what I'm like. Sugar daddy, <laughs> cut me. that check. Help me. Uh, All right, guys. Well, I think that was a good rundown. Uh, and in the yeah. future episodes, we'll get more into details about cheek filler, lip filler. We'll go in way deeper. Yeah, we'll have like a specific like Botox for sweaty yeah. armpits or sweaty crotches. Yeah, and I'm going to bring in all of my injector posse to talk a little bit more. Oh, your, your injector army? Yeah. The injector We're rangers? Strong. The pink ranger, the black ranger, the red ranger, the... the what would I be? Injector turtles. Injector mutant turtles. <laughs> it's like you guys have, or you know, like Mario Kart, you're like the princess. And then there's Luigi and... The yeah. mushroom. I want to be the mushroom. No, Vanessa Lee's the mushroom. <laughs> we'll have her on in yeah. the future. So that wraps episode number two. Make sure mm-hmm. you guys to subscribe, follow us, rate our podcast five stars on the podcast, Apple Music, and make sure to share this with your friends. Anybody who's curious about fillers, any of those boyfriend, husband haters, mm-hmm. send this to them. And if they have questions, they can reach out to us directly. Tell them to ask for Megan. Yes. I love it. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We'll see you next time.